just that 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 cloud over your head working for someone that does not appreciate you and wouldn't give you a bonus a raise nothing it's like why am i here so that's when you start looking elsewhere and knowing i can have better i can do better and i deserve better yeah i have a lot of questions number one how dare you I'm Christina Johnson, and welcome to the If I Don't Laugh, I'll Cry show, a podcast for unhappy professionals that want to take back control of their lives and leave their job. I provide mindset and manifestation education to propel your entrepreneurial experience and live your best freaking life. Welcome back to the If I Don't Laugh, I'll Cry show. I'm Christina Johnson, and you guys know here on the pod, we always talk about leaving your job, pursuing entrepreneurship, right? And it's this aspect of life that we want to get into, we want to be a part of. And so I'm so excited to share with you our special guest that we have here with us. I have Miss Naomi Cialo. And Naomi is the owner of Browse and Beyond Lounge here in South Florida, a full-service luxury salon known for talented permanent makeup eyebrow specialists and so much more, including eyebrow threading classes. So today we're talking all about entrepreneurship and celebrating you and your story. I'm so happy that you're here so that we can highlight you and everything that you've done. We've known each other for years. You've been slaying my eyebrows, always <laughs> keeping me looking gorgeous. And I want to thank you for always making me look and feel Aww. my best. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Okay, well, so thank you for having me. Um, so I just want to start off by saying I'm very grateful for you having me here. It's very exciting. It's my first podcast. <laughs> um, I've been doing this since I was 19, so it's been a long time. And the industry has changed a little bit. Um, it's more polluted now than it was when I first started. But thankfully, I'm still, you know, pretty on top of the game with everything. Not yes. easy, but it's worth it. Of course. So let's take everybody on a journey. Let's step back a little bit and tell me what were you doing prior to becoming a small business owner? And at what point did you realize that you wanted to transition from being an employee to having your own business? Well, funny story is, I mean, I've always been ambitious, but I was actually a waitress for uh, Red Lobster. <laughs> so I wasn't really looking into being an entrepreneur at the time. I was just, you know, trying to make it. Um, I ended up meeting a girl that used to come to the restaurant regularly and her mother owned a, uh, a salon. So she be, she came with her mom and her mom asked me if I wanted another job. And I was like, sure, why not? And it was like during the recession. So restaurant business was slow. I've always been open to other things, other adventures. So I took the job and um, it was like 
I went in there, I signed a contract, didn't even read it because I just wanted the job. I wanted to make money. And the next day she's like, okay, you know, just come, we'll train you. And it said eyebrow threading. And I was like, what is that? I had no idea what it was. And I started working. They trained me. Um, I worked for this company for five years. And along the way, I found out what I had signed, which was an uncompete contract, which didn't allow me to work anywhere else for a period of two years after I stopped working for them. So the lady, you know, I got really busy. I was doing like a hundred clients six days a week. So she got very intimidated, you know, and, and she made sure to threaten me every single day that if I left, she would sue me and all this stuff. So it, 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 it kind of, fell into my hands, the whole beauty industry. I, it, I didn't look for it. It wasn't something that I had in my plans, you know, yes, being an entrepreneur, but not necessarily this, you know, business. So it just happened and I am grateful for it, but there is a lot of ups and downs from it. Wow. So this contract that you're speaking of, so like, Anyone just starting out and they go to a job and they hand them a contract, would you say it's best for like them to read it or hand it to like a lawyer or have like someone else yes. look at it? Okay. You definitely want to have a lawyer take a look at it because um, in the state of Florida, it's, it's, it's enforceable if you signed it and notarize it. And that's what I did, even though the contract itself wasn't reasonable because she wanted a hundred miles radius of any of her locations. And at the time she had several locations. So basically the contract took me out of South Florida in order for me, if I wanted to continue to work. So it's definitely something that you don't want to start in a salon business. You don't want to sign anything, period. Okay. I wouldn't sign anything. If they're trying to make you and lock you down like that, walk away. There's other places out there that won't make you sign a contract. I don't make my girls sign a contract um, when they work for me. You know, I just treat them good. I give them, you know, a reason to come to work. It's not a dead end job. There's always money to be made. You know, it's, it's not like you make a certain amount of money and that's it. No, the more you work, the more money you make. And whatever the girls want to learn other than eyebrow threading, because that's, that's what I teach them. They're more than welcome. At the end of the day, we all want to make money. We're a team. So it, yeah, the, the non-complete contracts are not good. <laughs> wow. Well, I got sued for nine years, nine years, nine years, but the non-compete was for two. It starts when you leave for a period of two years, but the whole process of them taking me to court, um, it, it lasted about nine years because for four years we were fighting in court and it cost me over $46,000. Um, and then, and, and it's, and I got away with it because they weren't able to 
put the injunction, which prevents you from working until the case get resolved. So thank God that the judge ruled in my favor and it didn't get to that point. They just kept prolonging it, trying to make me spend money. At the end, the lawyers are the ones that win. Right. So, and then another five years of paying them $15,000 to settle because they wouldn't leave me alone. So my lawyer was like, look, these people are not leaving you alone. So you need to settle. And they wanted $15,000 um, for training. Let's say, okay, they believe that that was the value of teaching me how to thread. So I pay them that, but it took five years because I pay them $500 a month. No, yeah, it, it's, it was horrible. I mean, and I don't want to talk bad about anybody. You know, that, that was the, as a business owner, that's the decision that they, they took mm -hmm. and they made and I paid for it. Um, I'm not saying it was right or wrong, but it's life and it's the business world, you know? Right. So basically what I'm hearing is you saw and noticed your value when you were saying that you were seeing over a hundred clients a week, you saw your value, you knew your value. And you were like, at that point, I wanted, you wanted to branch off pretty much and do your own business and have your own clientele in yes. your space. Okay. Yes. Yes. I mean, obviously you see the money and the potential, but also working for someone that you feel it's a dead end job they don't they don't want to give you days off it's it's it was a hassle to get a day off and just that 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 cloud over your head working for someone that does not appreciate you and wouldn't give you a bonus a raise nothing it's like why am i here so that's when you start looking elsewhere and knowing I can have better, I can do better and I deserve better. Ooh, this part is so good, but I'd like to share something with you. But I care about you. I care about the quality of your life and I care about how you live. Listen, the world is gonna keep moving and grooving, right? We just have to find a way to get out and step out of that box and break free from the noise and turn our purpose into profit. That is why I have created Ditch Your Dead End Dental Job Academy. This is the academy I desperately needed when I wanted to quit my dental hygiene job. I didn't see it anywhere online, so I decided to create my own. Join us for a three-month program that offers a deep and immersive experience. You'll learn valuable tools to reprogram your subconscious mind, enabling you to achieve your wildest dreams, leave your job, and attract more wealth into your life than ever before through entrepreneurship. Through this program, we'll help you overcome self-doubt, Cultivate greater confidence and freedom, allowing you to fully embrace abundance and live life to the fullest. Listen, you already possess all of the necessary inner resources to achieve financial freedom and experience the joys of an abundant life while ditching your dead-end job. So I want to personally invite you. If you've been on this journey with me, and you've been on the fence 
and thinking about quitting your job and leaving, but you just don't quite know what to do, how to do it, the resources. Listen, this is for you. You know, I love that you said I can have better and I can do better because it that moment is what propelled you to a whole new like chapter in your life of business, but also like your relationships with people, like the your clients that you serve, like we ride for you, like we love you. For me, when I first met you, I was like, wow, what a boss. You know what I mean? Having your own space. Seriously, I'm going to give it to you because having your own space, making it gorgeous on the inside, I can see how much you care not only about your clients, but also your team. Good thing going and it's really beautiful to see. (laughs) They're awesome. Yes. Okay. So I was going to ask, what are the ups and downs of being a business owner? But I feel like we already heard some of the downs from the initial um, startup process. But once you got into your own space, what would you say were like the biggest ups and downs, basically things that you had to learn because it was a whole new um, journey. It was a whole new journey once you got that. Um, Honestly, the hardest thing as a business owner is finding good help. That's like majorly why a lot of businesses go down and under because they don't have a good team. Um, Fortunately for me, like I had someone to work for me first when I left and she was okay. You know, she wasn't like extra bubbly and, you know, put the extra mile So it was like kind of hurting me in a sense, because then the clients were like, oh, I don't want to go to her. I just want to go to you. But if if I wanted to take time off to be with my children, it was too much. So then I hired Josie, which she has been such a blessing. She's been with me for eight years now. Um, I also hired Michelle, which she is heaven sent. Um, those two girls honestly have been the biggest blessings to my business. Um, and I made sure that they have also power and they feel like it's also their business, you know, because it is, you know, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be where we are. Um, then I also had, had people that, they learn, they work, they build a little clientele and then they leave and it hurts the business because they take clientele. Right. Um, so it, I would say those are, one, that's one of the reasons people need to really think about it. Like you want to have your own business, you're going to have to go through firing people, hiring people that are not good for the business, people that will work, but to a certain extent, they won't do more than what they need to. Right. Then you have the people that do the extra. So it's, it's, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot. And just sometimes you can't take the time off that you want as a, as a business owner, you have to worry about people stealing or the business just not running how it should, because you're not there. So you kind of like, you kind of like a slave to a location you know, it's, it's just, you make more money, but you have more problems. It's so true. 
Wow. You know, there's this saying that, um, oh my gosh, I wish I knew the exact saying. It just popped in. <laughs> it popped into my head based on what you said, but there's this saying, like some philosopher that said, you'll never work as hard as like you would for your own business. Like someone would never work as hard unless it was their own business. So I like yeah. that you said you have that autonomy with your team that, okay, you really feel they for them to really feel like this is their business too. And I think that that also gives like a confidence in them knowing that yes, they're working with you, but they have like their own, like you said, yeah. their own clientele, their own people that want them and only them. And that's special to feel wanted and to feel like requested, you know, that's part yeah. of it. It's part of it. Um, what would you say? Uh oh. Okay, we got it. Sorry. No, you're good. What would you say has been like the best investment in your business this far? Like your team or a piece of equipment that propelled you to the next level? Like what would you say has been your best investment? Um, other than the girls, you know, Josie and Michelle, uh, definitely the best investment has been me taking classes, always going to the hair shows. Um, the hair show is all everything in the beauty industry, not just hair. It's in Orlando. It's every year. And I always make it a point to go and learn new techniques, what's out there, what's new. And definitely the powder brows has been the best investment. It, it gives me most of my income that I'm able to save and invest in the business, travel with the kids. You know, I'm a mother of five, so it's, I need a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. not, it's not easy, but um, definitely that's the best investment. Oh my gosh. Well, just hearing all of that, it makes me proud of you that you take that effort and that time it's time going to those events so that yeah. you can stay in the loop and be your best self for your clients but also for you because it it allows you to keep growing and learning new things like once you become like a boss at threading right and you know every aspect anyone that comes your way you're like I know I can kill it okay let's take that to the next level yeah. and let's do powder brow so it's great to see like the evolution and how learning something new can completely um, monetarily help the business, but you're also growing as a person. So in learning new things, it really elevates like your whole business and you as a person. I love it. I love, <laughs> I love like education. Cause when we invest in ourselves, it's not only us that gets yeah. impacted. It's not only us that gets impacted. And plus you're staying on top of like trends. We know the beauty industry one year, Always like changing. one year, it's Always changing. Dark. yeah, one day, one day it's like, I don't know. Well, you would know better than me than the eyebrows, but like one, one year, like short hairs in, then long hairs in, then curly yeah. hair. Then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always like the next thing, but okay. So tell me our audience, they would love to hear from you. What is one tip? that you could give to someone just starting out becoming an entrepreneur and let's uh, talk about like the beauty space in particular what's one tip that you would give to someone just starting out 
Um, I would say start small. Don't don't try to go big and get big location. That means big rent, big light bill, big water bill, everything, you know. Yeah. Um, I started very small and I continued to climb the ladder little by little. I didn't get over my head, you know, even though I was making the income to be able to grow, I still kept myself at a very affordable rent and overhead. Um, but that's definitely like, you know, if you have to work for someone, I worked for someone for five years first, and then I rented a little suite. And then from that little suite, I went to a bigger location and then I'm in a even more bigger location. So it, it just, you have to take it slow. Sometimes you see big companies and they go bankrupt and you're like, oh my God, they went bankrupt. How? Because their overhead is just too much. And you have to be very smart when it comes to your expenses. You have to make sure that you're making three times that nowadays they ask three times the rent when you go rent somewhere because they want to make sure that you can afford it. Right. And anything can happen. You know, COVID happened. So many things in life can happen. You can get sick, God forbid. So always keep your expenses and your overhead, you know, affordable. Affordable, manageable, and don't yes, don't definitely. try to grow too big too fast no. is what I hear. Okay. Yeah. And what were you doing when you first started? Like, how did you, were you going on like social media or was it the people who know you, who you had been doing their brows for years? That's who you first, like, those were your clients in the beginning. So when I started, there was no Instagram, no. there was no Facebook. So we started at an era where it was all word of mouth, you know? we never advertised nothing. It was just word of mouth. And I have kept it at that mostly. I do have an Instagram page, a Facebook page, um, and we post regularly, but honestly, it's mostly word of mouth. And that's the best because the face, I feel like the eyebrows are like the frame of the face. I don't know, like oh, that's, yeah. that's how I see it. And yeah. so it's like, if one person their friend says, oh, wow, who did your eyebrows? Then that friend tells this friend, mm -hmm. this, this friend tells her sister. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, yeah, it's, it's like a chain reaction. <laughs> oh my God. So good. Okay. Well, I'm so happy to hear that, that even though you started in a time before social media, you still excelled. So you hear that everybody, Social media is here now, but it wasn't then. We have different tools that are available to us. Yeah. But there's ways, there's ways to still grow your business with and without social media. Okay. So I want to hear more. I know you teach classes. So yes. what type of classes do you teach and who are these classes for? So I teach eyebrow threading and powder brows. Um, these classes are for anyone that wants to either learn something new in their business um, or someone that just wants to take a different route in life, you know, and do something different. So, um, anybody can take the classes. Um, you don't have to be licensed to take the class, but if you want to work in an establishment, a salon, then you will have to do that on your own. 
Um, but I teach the trade. So, um, and it's hands-on. It's not like these classes that you, you know, you're learning with a little dummy or something fake. It's real client, hands-on. I'm there with you two intensive days. I make sure that you learn as much as you can and you leave my class with a lot of knowledge and not only the trade, but also I teach about how to handle the business and pricing and, and introducing yourself into it. So it's a class all in one, you know, um, I've been doing this for a long time and it changed my life for the better. I'm able to provide for my children and for myself. So it's something that I will always encourage any woman out there that wants more independence, financial freedom, it's definitely a good opportunity. So the knowledge that you're sharing is invaluable because you're teaching not only, you know, the trade, but like you said, the business behind it. That's the information that is invaluable because you can go to business school and get all yeah. the degrees you want, but textbooks get thrown out the window when XYZ problem happens in the salon and you have to deal with it that day and it's on your yeah. shoulders. So that knowledge in and of itself is like top tier, plus you're teaching the trade. So, so yeah. if I saw on your website, so is the next class in May? It's in May. Um, it's in the beginning of May. Um, the days will be posted probably in a week or two. Okay. Um, it gives time for people to put deposits down, make payments to the class. So you don't have to like pay it all up front. You can put deposit and make payments until the class or whatever they, you know, they want to do. So we'll post that. It'll be on Instagram and it'll be on the website. Okay, and I'll make sure that I put the sign up link in uh, the description below so that anyone listening to this, if you're in the South Florida area, and you want to get hands on training, this is where this is where you need to be. So Naomi, any last final tips, tricks, anything special that you would love to share with the audience, we are a group of women who are boss babes. We don't want to be in the box. We don't want to be in our nine to five. And we're really just sharing and highlighting amazingly successful women like yourself and just sharing the knowledge. Because I think the more that we speak about it, the more we normalize it, the more we celebrate, yeah. like we celebrate retirement, we celebrate promotions but like why don't we celebrate someone who started a business you know what I mean well I just thought to say you have to work hard um it, nothing comes easy nothing is easy but is it worth it that's that's what you have to ask yourself every time um it's worth it it's valuable you will pass on your ambition to your children, you will show people that you never gave up and um, you just have to work, 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 work hard. And also, you know, a lot of people don't talk about it, but you have to put God first in everything you do. You so. have to have, you have to have that faith. 
You have to yeah, have faith. You have to have it. And you have to know that there's better days. Even though you have a bad day, there's going to be better days. And just always try to be positive. Um, I could be compulsive at times. So I would say don't be too compulsive. <laughs> but um, yeah, just work, work. I like to see how you said compulsive. I like to say we need to make calculated risk. Where <laughs> as a business owner, calculated risk. Like yes. do, do your due diligence, like do the yes. best you can. But at some point we do have to take risks and kind of jump yeah, we off. Do. Yeah. We do. Sometimes you have to like just close your eyes and be like, screw it. I have to do it. Yes. Um, which I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> good. Well, yeah. And always also like no one knows what's going on in your head. So like, even though you're like, oh my gosh, this is like a huge risk. Other people, once you do it, they're like, yes, she's offering, you know, this class now or this. And then people want in, they want to be a part of it. But yeah. it's just that like inner talk of being a business owner, trying something new, taking a risk. But in life, like, I feel like in life, business, growth in general, like we have to take risks because that's where yeah. growth that's where growth comes from. And yeah, we're, we all we all grow like where you are now versus where you were five years ago. Like that growth has been exponential. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Sometimes I can't believe it, but my gosh. Well, <laughs> I I always like to end every episode with an inspirational quote. And so uh, we just finished, we're in the, the beginning of April now, we just finished Women's History Month in March. So in honor of Women's History Month, I have this quote here, and it says, always work hard and have fun in what you do, because I think that's when you're the most successful. You have to choose to do it. And that's from Simone Biles, who is like an American gymnast with 32 medals from around the world. And my message to you at home listening is you have to work hard, period. Like, yeah. period, you have to work hard. But at the same time, when you're the one who's choosing to do it, it makes it all that much more like you're building that inner strength. And that's what's going to carry you day after day after day in your business through growth and throughout life so that's my message now to beautiful message <laughs> uh, thank you you know we just have to keep celebrating each other like yeah lifting each other up giving the platform for women to speak what they have to say our voices need to be heard like yep. ten tenfold <laughs> Tenfold. Yeah, we're amazing. We're amazing. We work, we raise children, we take care of our husbands. It's like we do it all. A million things at one time, literally. Yeah. The brain like doesn't shut down. It's like it keeps going, no. it keeps going, it keeps going. As soon as I, I, I'm done here, I have to go and be a mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because you're a superwoman. That's why. <laughs> we all are. Yes. Okay. So to connect with Naomi, I'm going to put her links in the show note in the show notes. Naomi, thank you for spending time with us today on the If I Don't Laugh, I'll Cry show. I will see you soon. And yes. <laughs> I will see you soon. And to everybody listening at home, I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
I want to thank you for listening to the If I Don't Laugh, I'll Cry show. I'm Christina Johnson, and I'd like to ask you to subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, or Google. And if this episode inspired you, please leave me a review so that the podcast can grow and I'll be able to impact more beautiful souls just like you. Have an amazing day today. Bye.